1: Four years from now, the United States, Canada, and Mexico will share the responsibilities of hosting the FIFA World Cup, the biggest World Cup in the history of the competition, with the playing field set to expand to a staggering 48 teams. And today, after months of anticipation, we found out which 16 venues across the three North American nations will stage matches at the greatest sporting event on Earth. I'm LME. I'm with Michael LaHood to break down a decision day. Que golazo! World Cup special begins right now Hey everybody this is Luis Miguel Echegaray of Que before we get on with the show regarding the World Cup 2026 and host cities a disclaimer that we were hoping to wait to see what city was going to host the final, we were hoping to get it today, but alas, the latest news is that it will come at a later date so stay tuned for that and enjoy the rest of this show Everybody, welcome to Go Lasso. This is live, baby. We want your comments. We want your questions. Exciting, exciting. The World Cup 2026 has the cities that will host the great tournament the US, Canada, and Mexico. Michael Lahoud, how are you, buddy?
2: I am thrilled. We've been waiting for this moment. Now it's here. Let's dive in.
1: I love it. I love it. And by the way, we are reacting also to the news when we find out, hopefully soon enough. Where the final will be played, and you know, New Yorker over here, let's get that, baby, <laughs> let's get that final. I can't wait! But straight away, all right, so let's break it down, everybody. Let's talk about their reactions and let's talk about the city. So, let's break it down for everybody watching. They broke it down in three regions the west, the central, and the eastern region michael let's talk about each region first and your reactions to it let me tell everybody out there watching let's go with the west first it began with vancouver then seattle san francisco la and guadalajara talk to me about the west what is what's your reaction to that
2: i think a lot of your usual suspects won out in this selection i was surprised they picked five teams but guadalajara soccer rich history with chivas Tapatio, that whole region—it's just soccer immersed. And when you look at LA, I mean, gosh, the World Cup final was at the Rose Bowl Stadium. It will be predictably—I think it probably will be at SoFi, was what I saw on the venue list. And then the Bay Area, Levi Stadium. If you have not been to Levi Stadium for a Niners game or a soccer game, it is a great venue. The one stadium that made me raise my eyebrow was—or the one city, Seattle. I thought Seattle was a big question mark for me. I thought Vegas was a potential. Another place, Vegas, is becoming a sports hot hotbed overnight.
1: Yeah, no, that's a really good point, actually. And some were talking about the Rose Bowl as well. You know how that got missed out. But to your points about these stadiums, by the way, Levi Stadium in Santa Clara, uh, that's almost 70,000. Uh, Lumen Field is almost 70,000 as well but that's the west for you fantastic on vancouver a beautiful area of course and you know because it's the summer it won't rain as much if you went in october or november i guess that might be an issue but the west is all locked and loaded we've got some great comments already coming in i live only 10 minutes from surface stadium to have the world cup in my backyard is overwhelming i'm so happy for you i'll say two three six it's gonna be great i mean you know there was um you know, Stu Holden and others on Fox talking about how they can walk their families to the games and stuff. It's kind of amazing, isn't it, Michael, that in 2026, (laughs) you know, I'm a resident here. Of course, you you know, you are, of course, as well. And as an American Sierra Leone, I mean, how incredible is this, Mike?
2: Oh, my gosh. I will talk about family. Part of my family is based in the Los Angeles area, not too far from SoFi. So just the thought of them being able to have access, just the access ability of soccer how much it's grown since it was here last is amazing look at the cities that are now embedded in the fabric of soccer here in the United States it is amazing and speaking of Vancouver gosh the home of Michael Bublé Ryan Reynolds and now the FIFA World Cup is coming to Canada coming back the women's game the final was held in Vancouver so i wonder if that Plus the fact that Canada is now a soccer country or becoming a soccer country with the men's side performing, the women's side winning the Olympics. There's something happening in Canada, something happening up north.
1: Hey, Vancouver, by the way, Carlo Ancelotti's favorite Mm. city. So there you have it, right? And good point about the women's team in Canada, of course, already doing amazing things. And now the men, if they do well in Qatar, think about the excitement over in Canada as well as they build up to 2026. By the way, you mentioned it earlier, Guadalajara is an amazing city, by the way, and Chicha, Chicharito, I'm sure, will be very happy about the fact that his city, of course, is going to be a host. All right. Well, that was the West. So let's talk about Central, by the way, Central, Kansas City, Atlanta, Central, by the way. Atlanta apparently is central in this situation. <laughs> Dallas, Houston. So two in Texas, Michael. LaHood. I can't mm. wait to hear your thoughts about that. Monterrey y la Ciudad de México, Mexico City. Mexico City, by the way, at this point, well, I I think it's on par with my New York City, the best food cities right there. But talk to me about Central, as we have, of course, Kansas City, Atlanta, Dallas, Houston, Monterrey and Mexico.
2: City. Uh, there's, there's some eyebrow raisers. I, Kansas City was one of them off the bat. The fact that that was the first name called, I don't know if there's coefficients or rankings. There, my theory is there's always coefficients when it comes to anything soccer-based, but Kansas City is definitely an eyebrow raiser, and the fact that there are two Texas teams, two Texas cities, if you will. Sorry, I'm prepping for Austin FC this weekend. <laughs> two Texas cities is another eyebrow raiser. Dallas, for sure. It's Jerry's world. We're all just living in it. Yeah, that's AT&T what Stadium to. is is just a iconic venue in sports and even concerts, no matter what you're doing, you have to have it in Dallas. But Houston was night razor Cincinnati, what they did with the world cup and just what their new stadium, the team, new yep. stadium. They pumped a lot of money into that living in Cincinnati. I'm bummed for the Cincinnati fans, the C- Cincinnati sports fan base, because I think they may have gotten jipped.
1: Yeah, now we're going to talk about the cities that missed out in a second, but that's a very, very good point. And by the way, in terms of Dallas, obviously the Dallas Cowboys and their amazing AT&T field, of course, but also don't forget, everybody, there's a massive Mexican-American community in Texas. And, you know, that support alongside, you know, already the existing cities in Mexico, that's going to be huge. And that's why you have to think about this as well from an immigrant community-based perspective. These cities have an already existing soccer fan base. I can't wait to yeah. see how that continues to grow as we get to 2026. But that was your central. Let's go to the east side, baby. The best side, <laughs> Toronto. What a great food nation, uh, food city as well. Canada's Toronto. They are a host city. Boston, Wow. Well done, Boston! Indeed, Philadelphia, and look—I know that all my Latinos are happy. Miami (laughs) is a host city. I can't believe it! Incredible, Orlando (laughs) peeps! I can't wait to tell me what you feel. And New York City slash New Jersey—incredible stuff. Give me your thoughts on the East Side.
2: Ah, just uh, just these are the cities that I would have thought about. Miami—that was. One of the eyebrow racers for me. Some of the the more iconic cities that you've seen in sports, especially soccer, in years past. Washington D.C. What happened? Yep. That would that. There's going to be a lot to be said about that. But you know, these are amazing cultural centers on the Eastern Seaboard, and I think they they made a lot of the right choices. Yeah, absolutely.
1: Soccer. I mean, East Rutherford, right? That's where MetLife yeah. Stadium is. That's holding around 83,000. There wow. surely will be a candidate for the final of the World Cup as well. We mentioned Toronto as well. Canada, that is such a fantastic city. I was talking about the diversity of this World Cup. That is definitely one of them as well. Boston and Philadelphia, of course, they bring it with their huge sports fan bases, not just soccer. So that continues to grow. So that is... Your host city. So I guess at this point, Des Norris, our producer, is going to let me know if it happens. I don't even know if it might be today about who will be hosting those key knockout stage matches, including, of course, the final and semi-final. But something to remember, Michael Lahoud and everybody watching. 1994 had the record in terms of attendance, and this one is surely going to absolutely destroy it. Just because, not just because obviously it's North America, but just you know the overwhelming. Uh, infrastructure within these stadiums, and uh, you know, the, the Miami being the Latin American capital of the world, and just how many people are going to be flying into there from there. So yeah. they're thinking about not just the venues here, Michael LaHood, but they're thinking about, you know, how accessible it's going to be for these people, these fans to enter these specific cities.
2: Well, I think about the the Northeast. Look at what's going to be happening. This is, I don't even know what celebration, 100th year celebration it is, but it's also an iconic year for the United States of America as well. So the Philadelphias, the Bostons, these have their places in history. Washington, D.C., sorry, we'll get to you later about uh, what might have been. So things like that, this goes beyond what happens on the field and the potential, the fan bases for those cities. There's so many things that have to be thought about of really creating an all-out World Cup experience. And I think overall, they got it spot on.
1: Yeah, absolutely right. So tell us what you think, everybody. Think about it uh, and, and drop in some questions and some comments. We're gonna take a break. When we come back, We'll talk about those cities that missed out. Michael discussed a few of them, but there were some key cities that really put a lot of effort into advertising themselves as a host city for the World Cup, what that will mean, etc. Also, we got to talk about, and we'll finish on the fact that this is a World Cup for the first time ever. In many ways, it's really the beginning of a new type of World Cup because it's 48 teams. This is a real celebration of the beautiful game across the globe. I would love to hear your thoughts on what you think about that and what will that dilute the competition or maybe make it an even better tournament. I know I have my thoughts and I know Mike does too. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we'll talk about that. A very quick break. by Kego Lasso, Mike LaHood, LME, the World Cup 2026 finally has its host cities. eBay
0: Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right.
1: Welcome back, everybody. Michael Lahoud, LME here. Kego Lasso, as the World Cup 2026 announces its host cities. Of course, just to give you a quick recap once again of all of them it was the West, the Central, and the Eastern region. The West was uh vancouver seattle san francisco los angeles guadalajara central was kansas city atlanta dallas houston monterrey la ciudad de mexico mexico city and then the east was toronto boston philly miami and new york slash new jersey all right straight away michael the cities that missed out here's a few by the way or like used to venues in general Uh, the rose bowl of course cincinnati denver nashville las vegas you mentioned las vegas and of course dc uh slash baltimore and Orlando as well, because that's a real mecca of the game as well. Give me your thoughts on just all, on those cities that missed out.
2: I think the, the biggest one personally for me is Las Vegas. You have the venues with the stadium that the Raiders just built and that synergy and that gateway from the West Coast, from the Los Angeles area, from the Bay Area. There's just so much happening in that cross-cultural connection between the West and a city like Vegas. Uh, you know, I think it, it may just have come a little bit too early for Vegas with it becoming a newer sports town.
1: Yeah, you know what? Actually, uh, here's the other thing about these cities, which is, uh, you may, you know, the, one of the biggest, uh, you know, uh, factors uh, regarding this 2026 World Cup, as opposed to 94, when really MLS was still not a thing in 2026, obviously there is and there will be, is that a city like Cincinnati is trying extremely yeah. hard to be a soccer city more and more. And this is going to be, I don't think it's going to be a major dent in terms of the fan base, but it's definitely something that will hurt them. We got some great comments here. Seattle has the biggest fan base and atmosphere. Well, I don't, you know, okay, that's. Uh, I, I, I wonder, Sylvia, where you're from and where you live, and maybe maybe we can ask. But yes, uh, I it appreciate be, could it be down of the love
2: from a stadium, <laughs> <laughs> downtown Seattle. I'm guessing.
1: Yeah, I think Mexico City. I have something to say. Hey, Daniel, thank you so much. Why no Edmonton, Montreal, or even Calgary? Mm. Montreal's a good point, Daniel. I was thinking about Montreal. It's a beautiful city, one of my favorite cities in the world. They would and could have invested into it, and instead, they, they're scan. Hmm. I don't. What do you think about that that, that comment there, Speci- specifically Montreal? Actually. Uh, well, in
2: Canada, the, the geography of Canada, Vancouver, just it is the Hollywood of Canada. It mm-hmm. is where you have a lot of your big stars. And really, you look at some of your stars, Hollywood stars being connected to the beautiful game. The Ryan Reynolds of the world are Investing in the beautiful game. I wonder if FIFA looks at stuff like that and says, you know what, there's a bit more happening here. Yes, there might be history in some of these other cities in terms of sports, but there's a bit of a modern phenomenon happening with soccer in a city like Vancouver.
1: Yeah, Vancouver, by the way, uh, aside from being also a real attractive uh, filming location, it's usually the backdrop of whenever you think you're looking at New York City. It's not, it's Vancouver. Mm. It's also one of the densest and most ethnically diverse cities yep. in Canada. That's a massive thing. Uh, hey, Aaron. Uh, the Niagara Toronto area will be hectic in a great way I agree. By the way uh, it's it's I, I love Toronto it's super hectic. So in a World Cup Michael yeah. it might be even more.
2: Oh my goodness, you know what people are gonna have to be canoeing or kayaking across the lake to get to some of these matches i would if that's my only way yeah. to get there a hey,
1: fun fact from our producer desnores rumble in the bronx was shot in vancouver so there you go mm-hmm. see so there you go yeah you learn something every day here yeah, at kegola so yeah. I, I love it all right <laughs> well you know those were the cities i missed out but regardless uh hey by the way here's a question for you mexico city has a very important history with the world cup right mm-hmm. pele won it in 1970 in mexico city at the azteca and Diego Maradona won it in nineteen eighty six as well. So mm. in terms of the final, if we're taking some guesses here, do you think that it could be because I keep thinking New York, other people thinking so far in LA? It could go to Mexico City for a third time. Oh,
2: there's so much history. And this is where when you two the, two of those players, some of the most iconic names, arguably the two most iconic names in the history of the game, winning the World Cup there i definitely think they have a strong case for the final azteca my only concern about azteca it's an old stadium yeah it's in need of some major renovation
1: yeah so i'm sure it will be towards 2026 but you make a good point yeah it needs it needs some work but my sister lives there i love mexico city Mm -hmm. so much the food the people it's gonna be incredible to see it but it will be interesting to see if for a third time They get the World Cup final, but I'm sure there's some big competitors, including, of course, uh, California and uh, the New York, New Jersey area. All right. Well, keep your comments, everybody, Uh, especially if you live in these cities. I would love to hear my Bostonians, my Phillies, um, and still no word on the final. So if this ends before we find out, apologies. But. It seems to me that maybe they're holding for today unless it keeps on going. But let's talk about the fact that this is a World Cup of 48 teams, Michael LaHood. Give me your initial thoughts about that. Uh, obviously, Qatar 2022 of this year will be the last time we see 32. It's not a jump. It's a big jump to 48 teams. Do you think it's a great thing as it invites more nations that are in need of development and of course success when it comes to their own soccer powerhouses? Or do you think it actually you know, minimizes the importance of the World Cup, which is obviously the most prestigious of trophies in the international game.
2: I think it's the absolute best thing FIFA has done as of late. I know there's talks about moving the World Cup to every two years. Let's squash that. This is the World Cup. It's a four-year affair. And the competition between countries is getting tighter. England lost 4-0 to Hungary. Yep, competition's getting tighter. Hungary is now a team that gets to compete in the Euros because they did what? Expanded the format. The better the competition is, the more it drives the quality from every single nation. Because to be the best, you got to play the best or teams on the rise. And that's only going to happen if teams, more and more teams, get World Cup experience. And I'm thinking of a specific team that's on my body right now. Look at this <laughs> kit. The
1: green, well, white, Ilias blue, baby. Well, I believe, was making Let's go, Sierra Leone. Well, and and obviously because I'm crying over Peru still, now that CONMEBOL has six and a half spots, by the way, six automatic, and then you still get to get one playoff. That's amazing. But I'm thinking about those nations in CONCACAF specifically, Mm -hmm. those Caribbean nations that really deserve a lot of recognition. The African continent, of course, we know how difficult it is but there's so many nations that are so worthy of a spot and sometimes it's very difficult. So to your point is about celebrating this game, but what does everybody think? What do you think about the 48 team format? What do you, what do you think? I mean, I would love to hear from everybody if you think it's a good idea or if it isn't and give me some reasons why, right? Don't just say I hate it or I love it. for <laughs> the sake of... But uh, you know, it, it is an intriguing, intriguing situation. All right. Well, here we have it. 2026, USA, Canada, Mexico, what do you think, Michael, this country, the U.S., needs to do? I mean, because it's it's almost a perfect timing of a situation. MLS keeps developing.
2: Mm-hmm. The
1: U.S. and is a team that keeps growing. We already know about the successes of the United States women's national team as well. This country is getting more diverse. Uh, soccer, from a participation perspective, is the most popular sport in the U.S., so everything is kind of falling into place. Access to watch games in this country. If you pay a certain fee right, for a streaming network or whatever, you can watch any game whenever you want. right? So all these things are falling into place on so making possibly this 2026 World Cup the greatest ever. Do you think the U.S. needs to focus on something specific in order to make it even more so?
2: I think a couple of things. One, on the competitive aspect, there is a young group of players that are part of this 2022 World Cup run that they have cultivate the talent. You're looking at players like Christian Pulisic. We know what he's done. Champions League winner at Chelsea. We see him weekend and weekend out in the Premier League. But now you have Brendan Aronson going to Leeds United. You have Gio Reyna playing Champions League football. Borussia Dortmund becoming the main man at Dortmund. And I I expect him to be the main man in a few years to come. The sole heir to the Marco Royces of the world. And now you need your best players on the U S national team to compete at the highest level. One of them has already gotten a champions league medal. Who's going to follow to, to just continue to, to push milestone after milestone. These are young players who not just are playing on the national team now, but they've grown up playing together. Tyler Adams, Christian Pulisic, Weston McKinney. They've known each other for years. You see that camaraderie, that sense of growing up together. You see it playing out on the field and, You know, from the business end, I love what you said about the exposure to the game. Look, for people, young kids in 1994, there were young kids who would have probably never played soccer had the game not been so accessible in the form of the World Cup at some of their biggest stadiums. Stadiums that would house NFL games now are housing soccer games. It's prime time. You're getting that prime time feel attached to the beautiful game. I think it's going to be just one notch higher. Just because in the digital age that we live in, streaming services, Major League Soccer, getting that massive deal with Apple TV, those are steps in the right direction towards making the game more accessible.
1: Yeah, well said. And by the way, talking about the size of these stadiums, I'm just looking. This St- Stadio Azteca is like close to 90,000. Rose Bowl, which got uh, next, by the way, got ignored. 92,000 as well. Uh, MetLife, we talked about 82,500. Kansas City Arrowhead, by the way, we saw obviously... Uh, you know, uh, Pat Mahomes there celebrating the fact that it's going to go to uh, Arrowhead is going to have it's seventy six thousand, uh, which is really really big, by the way. All right, but let us let, circle back on those cities that were snobbed. I mean, DC DC really surprises me. It might it might be the one that surprises me the most actually. Mm-hmm. Do you do you think that I'm trying to think of the reason why it was snobbed in the first place? I can think of
2: the location itself. Mm. Look, D.C., the stadium wouldn't be in D.C. And so, you know, the accessibility to get to the match, if you're coming from a different country, you, the Metro ain't going out to FedEx Field. Last time I checked, you're going to have to get to another city and then make your way to the stadium. I think it's accessibility in the end. And really, but you know, at the end of the day, I, that is one of the, the biggest eyebrow raisers for me is that D.C. is one of the original sports towns. In this country. And yeah. there's been a resurgence with the Nationals winning the World Series, the Caps winning the Stanley Cup. So I thought those would be some of the markers that maybe FIFA would go by. But I think proximity to DC proper may have hurt them in, at the end of the day.
1: Yeah. I mean, only other times the capital city hasn't hosted World Cup matches uh, 1974. That was a bond, uh, complicated, obviously, in the 70s. And uh, 2002, Tokyo, they didn't host anything. Hmm. Uh, but there were three venues in the region. And so it is a, a big bit of an embarrassment for the capital of the U.S. But I, I get your point. I think that the closest next one to that, as well of uh, being disappointed, is to your point, Orlando. I think I think Orlando is 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 a big loss as well. It's you know they must be disappointed. I get Miami and I get why it was chosen. It's an obvious one from a cultural perspective. But uh, as somebody that visits Miami a lot, my producer lives there. There's no. It's a hectic city a world cup i don't even know what's gonna happen
2: (laughs) oh my gosh man well you know since the culture in miami i lived in miami for a few years since the culture is you know the post office opens two hours later than it might in new york city i wouldn't be surprised if games are later in miami just to fit the culture everyone getting out of bed around 10 at earliest 11 just to go down to the beach soak it all up grab that beer whatever sponsor is the full beer sponsor of the world cup get all hydrated and head to a late match at hard rock stadium
1: absolutely correct uh well we don't have an announcement as of now regarding of when the final will be played i guess that means that you know it might be something going on at the presser so if you are still in continuation of the news there is a presser at 6 30 as well eastern uh if you're watching this live so they should be able to announce when the where the final is but in terms of us uh that was it really that this is a, a great time to celebrate the fact that the 2026 world cup is coming to north america and congratulations to vancouver seattle san francisco los angeles guadalajara kansas city atlanta dallas houston monterrey ciudad mexico toronto boston philly miami New Jersey slash NYC. Michael LaHood, final thoughts before we say goodbye.
2: One final thought for me is I couldn't get over Christian Pulisic in a suit and tie. Not something you see every day. I mean, he looked like a, a former graduate of Hogwarts with a suit and tie. So good on you for cleaning up nice, Christian Pulisic.
1: Yeah, I guess. I. He just He's a little boring, Michael LaHood. I need him to be a little bit more exciting. But, yeah. you know.
2: it's Christian, how do you feel? Oh,
1: yeah. no. <laughs> exactly. Christian, yeah. the World Cup's coming to 2026 <laughs> in North America. How you doing? It's all right.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was a generational thing, man. Yeah, generational. Exactly. Thing. Exactly. Yeah. Too exactly. Cool for school. Generational.
1: Well, we're very excited over here. And Michael Lahoud, thank you so much. Make sure to follow him at Mike Lahoud. We have plenty to come more. From Quiego Lasso tomorrow, Friday, Fabrizio Romano joins the show to talk about some transfer stories. So make sure that you join us for that one. we got plenty more World Cup content as well. And as we get ready, because guess what, Mike? I mean, these seasons are going to come back around before you even know it. They begin at the beginning of August. So we're going to be talking a lot about previewing some leagues, some teams, etc. Michael LaHood, yours truly, Jonathan Johnson, James Bench, Fabrizio Romano. We're going to be all here to discuss. lasso pod on Twitter, youtube.com forward slash Kegolasso at Mike LaHood on Twitter. thank you so much, everybody, for watching and listening. We will see you next time. Have a fantastic, by the way, beginning to your weekend. Stay safe, stay happy. See you then. Till then, bye.